welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I want to take you into the kitchens of some of our most fabulous Melbourne restaurants so you can hear the backstory to the food the chefs are putting up. Today's chat is with Dave Verhul at Laser. I first met Dave a couple of years ago when I went into Embla for a chat. It would have been one of the first conversations I did for Conversations with a Chef and I loved every minute of it. Back then, Dave was running between Town Mouse and Embla and doing an excellent job at both. And here I have a confession to make. I ran into Dave a few months ago at a restaurant opening with his now fiance Narani. She introduced me to Dave and I didn't recognise him, the shame. But now get on board with me on this. Have a look at the photo from my previous chat and you will see a different man. Same drive, same genius with food and same heart for the hospitality community. But Dave Verhurl in 2019 is a happier man and that happiness is palpable. I still ask the same dumb question about his cooking style and I love that Dave has now put me in my place twice about how much chefs hate being asked that. But I'll tell you something else. When I arrived at Laser at 4pm at staff mealtime, Dave's first question was, are you hungry? This is a man who's the epitome of hospitality and I, for one, am happy that he's cooking for us in Melbourne. You've just finished school. I have just finished school, yeah. <laughs> But, but it's interesting, on a Wednesday, every second Wednesday, they have this thing called um, PE Plus to encourage the Year 11s to do some exercise. So I've just actually been walking around the block, so... It's lovely to be out here. I remember the last time I sat down with you downstairs, you hadn't opened up here and you were talking about it, so... It's a bit different, isn't it? It's beautiful. It was, it was the best store for so long. We had so much yeah. space. So much space that we had a, like a Peroni slab desk at one stage. It's living life like a golden, isn't it? No, no. <laughs> I love those green tiles. Really good, isn't it? Please, they they were. We chose the green tiles off a, like a, a two by three sample kind of patch, and it was just. Sort of that um, luminous green they have in libraries on those lamps, you know, like you can see yeah. in movies of New York of people in the library. Yeah, well, it's an old, it's an old colour called Brunswick Green. Oh, Brunswick Green. So, I don't know. There's some kind of relevance, but it's good. It's not too kitchen-y. It's nice. Yeah, it looks nice when it's dark. Like, the tiles go really dark when the light's on. It goes really light. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I haven't been here yet, Dave, sorry. I just, I look every all of the photos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just the time, timing, time. Thank you. I'm corner away from everyone. <laughs> Tasting wine everywhere. And That's good. Yeah. I'm doing ironing and... Yeah, well, it's the first day of our week, so... We oh, okay, I see. Four nights here. Okay. And close Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which is quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you because we've already spoken before, and mm. so um, and I know about the tweezers and so on. But <laughs> so, but, but I was just reading about um, how how big fermentation is for you. Is that still a big? Because when you first opened here, everyone was talking about the fermented nature of what. Do. Is that still yeah. a thing, or have you moved on? Yeah, no, no, it definitely is. It always has been, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's probably matured a little bit. Okay. I think. Um, a lot of, we've been doing it for like eight years now, and a lot of what we did at the start we, was quite a, like a really quite forward, almost aggressive flavours, are really quite strong. Mm. Um, 
and now I think and people are just starting to understand and then so I guess you know you, you get a bit you know, people come to know that but then I think what's happened now is we use them in kind of background ways to build flavour so it's not just like fermented cabbage juice or it's not just right. this like straight it's more you know, it's more complex and kind of hidden and yeah. plus we, we make we still make all of our own kind of uh, misos and um, things made like fish sauce there are things called garams which are fish sauces but we don't make them with fish we make them with lamb or oh. beef or chicken oh. or things like that so okay yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I read a, a review um, not long after, it must have been in the early days at the end of last year, um, and someone, broadsheet or good food, described you as um, like a French auteur in that you... Um, <laughs> uh, how would you describe <laughs> your style of cooking? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know what you expect when you you review someone on the on, on the first night and you're the third table. So <laughs> maybe by saying that she was just like, you know, quoting the language that I was using that they were in on the first night. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit wanky. It is a bit wanky. Um, but but where do you come from with your with your food and your you know what? Because it's obviously kind of casual vibe but fine dining or top end food so. yeah but that I mean that vibe comes from what Christian and I my business partner like though because we're not really pretentious people no we don't kind of you know a lot of the fine dining that we've had in Australia and New Zealand is for so long not it's not like this anymore was based on what European fine dining what mm. fine dining was and that was this kind of pretense that you're very rich and you know white tablecloths and you kind of pretend and it's all this kind of big kind of old English show which is not really what anyone in this country really kind of think no. enjoys no, it's right. to be honest so we've, what we've always done is, you, is you, you have an environment that's smart and comfortable um, it's not this way or it's not that way and you, you give service that's better than you expect and you give a product overall that's better than you expect and mm. that's to us what fine dining is. So, mm. I don't know, I mean, the question, I don't know, I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. When, I don't like being asked, I don't think many chefs like being asked to describe their own food, you know, it's no. like being, it's like, what do you say? When the Uber driver asks you what kind of restaurant it is, you say modern Australian because it's just too hard to explain. But. Yeah. I guess maybe then um, more what I mean is um, when you're thinking of putting a menu together, what, um, what are your inspirations? Like, where do, you, where do you start with that? Well, I mean, it's almost a chef cliche these days, but, I mean, we're really lucky. We've got a really close relationship with these guys called Transition Farm. Um, and I'm lucky enough to be involved in the Delicious Produce Awards panel every year for the past few years. And the first time I did it, I ate a radish that, when I bit into it, it dripped off my chin. And I tell the story all the time. And it just but it absolutely blew me away. Because I've never had anything like that happen from that in vegetable. And I'm pretty, I love vegetables. And it, the flavour of it was just absolutely incredible. And the rest of the produce that they 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 grow is just absolutely so flavorful 
that it's just it's mind mind blowing when you go back to something that has no flavour. So we've over the years developed a relationship where we uh, they contract grow for us. So we we commit to. Well, I'm in the process of doing garden a garden plan now and commitments until next winter. So weekly amounts until next winter. So the benefit of that is we know what we can do. We can do things that are different, and it's really good. Yeah, like it's really really good. So where are they? So they're at the bottom of the peninsula. Okay. Husband yeah. and wife team, amazing people, so incredibly passionate. Yeah. And it's just it's finding people like that. So we have them is a majority and then we have maybe four or five other main kind of organic um, and conventional suppliers for vegetables and then a whole bunch of different people that do you know speciality things and it kind of comes from that really yeah. so do you think about food 24-7 no <laughs> so you can just come you can come to work and oh. think about it and, and devote that time to it and then switch think, off yeah but I think you have to be able to switch off or you go mad and just be completely boring, I think. Is that something that maybe happens as you get older or do you think there's certain personalities maybe? No, I mean, I think it's certain... I think it's both, to be honest. I think it's certain personalities and and kind of growing into it, you know. This industry now is, for us, we're really kind of concentrating on on creating balance and it's happening throughout the industry and a lot of the younger people and a lot of the younger chefs and then a lot of the older chefs are being forced to to fall into line mm. you know whether it be via via um fur work, fur work and, and things like that so the culture is, is changing yeah. and it's changing for the good mm. um so having balance i think um is a good way of getting longevity out of yourself and and stuff I think mm. so yeah I don't think about food all the time <laughs> you know I, I won't cook on my first day off on the second day I love to cook yeah you know yeah. I teach you know I teach my boys like how to make pasta and tortellini and, and, and things like that so yeah 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 that's cool and you've been doing a bit of travelling well I mean you've always been travelling but I know that I know that you've been to Sri Lanka and so on recently and, yeah. and back to New Zealand and so on and yeah. are there things you discover when you're travelling are there the things you're thinking oh I could use this or is it just purely in, in that sense um, just the enjoyment of the experience at the time I think I think as, as a cook you're always open minded you know you're yeah. always if you, if you like something and you're, and you're interested in, and truly interested in something then yeah, you're always going to pick up things. Like Sri Lanka with, with my fiancé and, and the family it was just absolutely incredible because, mm. you know, we don't eat meat at home. Um, and Sri Lanka as a country has a huge population of vegetarians. So, you know, with, with the various religions throughout the country, you know, it's the, the vegetarian culture there is incredible. And I've eat, I ate some of the best vegetable things I've ever eaten in my life. Mm. Yeah. Some of them don't translate because a lot of them, but some of them do. But I think everywhere you go, you, you see things and 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 pick up things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? And then um, you're you're still doing a few collaborations in New Zealand, like going back and so on. Um, is that? Um, I guess that's because of connections with people still 
back over there or is it nice to check in with home and the cooking scene there again or is it yeah, yeah. are you, you okay there? Yeah. yeah yeah it is I mean to be honest I haven't been back to Wellington for six years since I moved here to Oakland Town now so it was interesting to go back there it's still bloody windy and it's still bloody cold <laughs> but it's nice I mean like the the food festival that we were doing there was Wellington on a plate and that's really grown up in a lot of ways mm. um and yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to go back. It's good to see familiar faces, and you know, we've got to do some really sweet things like, you know, cook for some friends and cook for my tutors that trained me years and years ago. Which was that maybe really I'd really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, New Zealand has an amazing, amazing food scene. Mm. It has it has amazing produce. So it has a little way to come in, in some aspects. It's not a, a dining culture that's used to dining out all the time. It's still no. still very kind of special occasion-based. Yeah. I think that you're right, though. There are really... I mean, there's definitely been um, a maturing in, a, in terms of what chefs are doing and what restaurants are offering and so on. I mean, even in... So, I don't want to say even in Christchurch, but I'm from Christchurch. Oh, Christchurch um, is great. There's some now. great things yeah. going on there. Like, yeah. So um, I think we talked about Alex Davies and, and yeah. Davison at gatherings. That's yeah. um, incredible. And Flip Grater doing her vegan um, deli and so on. And cool. There's all kinds of interesting things. Like Fifth Street, I think, over in... Um, they had Hello Sunday as a cafe, and now they've opened yeah. this a restaurant as well and I just I like yeah. the way people are talking about food there's that kind of that conversations with an NZ and yeah. people that are coming together and doing interesting projects yeah I think I think Julio he really mm. did a lot for kind of Christchurch and you know if, if there is anything positive to be taken from from what happened after the earthquakes I guess is that it gave it probably gave the city some energy, mm. some creative energy. And there are young people doing young things because the opportunity is there. You know, yeah. you know, a lot of people left, but I think the people that stuck it out kind of actually did some interesting things. Yeah. It is interesting to see what they're doing, yeah. And I always get the sense from you, um, you know, that you've got that sort of community or connection, but I get the sense from you that you... Um, relish being part of the community here in terms of you've got some really good relationships relationships with other chefs and so on and, mm. and speak really fondly of them and um, and respectfully of, of them and I really like, I like hearing that because I think a few years ago and I might be wrong but I feel like it was a lot more competitive and, um, and, I, and I like hearing other chefs speak well of each other I, that yeah. makes, it gives me because I think you know, the, the industry has been through a lot um, yeah <laughs> I think, that, yeah, I mean, like I said before, the industry's changing, mm. or it has changed and is cha- going to change more a lot. You know, it's, it's, you know, when we trained, you know, you would work 90 hours a week, week in, week out, sacrifice everything. You know, everyone was guarded with their knowledge or recipes because they thought that, you know, you know, someone might steal it. But, you know, in this day and age, it's not the case. You can find anything. Everyone can do everything. Everyone does anything anyway. You know, yeah. we're almost going into a, a into a, a place where there's, you know, everything is visible from everywhere in the world. So there's a there's a little bit of a mono style that happens. Mm. It's hard to be truly unique nowadays. I think. Yeah, maybe. But then every time I see you, 
I'm not sucking up to you, but honestly, your no. food does seem quite different. Like the different combinations of flavours and textures and so on. That's a bit weird. It's not for everyone. Yeah, maybe, well, but clearly it's for lots of people. Um, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. What's it like being one of the hottest chefs? <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. And, and like modelling on top of a whole lot of chairs. It's um, I think, I taking think, chef life to I think the good thing that came out of that was that there was only one staff member that caught me on top of those chairs that day and took a photo. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, though. No, it is good. It is good. I'm not going to say too much about that. No. <laughs> but I don't really imagine that you're someone that courts um, fame and um, and having your photo plastered everywhere and everyone talking about you. There's a genuine sense that you love what you're doing. And Yeah, but it's a funny thing. I mean, like, there's two sides to it. Like, some people... There's an extent where you need to be out there and, and need to be the face for your business because that's how it is these days. Mm. But then, I'm kind of, mate, mate, you may not enjoy that so much either. So yeah, I don't think many chefs. Well, I don't think many chefs do really. I mean, traditionally, you're all stuck out there in the back just preparing the food, and never, no one ever saw what the chef looked like. Now we've got open kitchens, so people get to actually see what the chef's looking like, and then. Oh yeah, totally. But, you, know, you, didn't, you, you didn't used to have to have empathy as part of your skill no, set either. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But um, but I remember last time you were saying that you. I mean, just even because I was impressed with um, Embla with the way that, that the front of house just knew everything about the wines. They could talk really um, extensively about the food, and you talked about the fact that um, you don't, you know, no one wants to work with robots. So it is about nurturing those people, and mm. that they that the front of house are as much part of the presentation of the food and so on it's, yeah. you know there's, there's not a divide between kitchen and front of house as there used to be in lots of places yeah. um, and I like that I... yeah I mean it's just about it's about finding people that have the passion to actually want to to be involved and be a team and, and mm. you know hospitality is hard work but there are many kind of joys that you can have throughout your day that make it fun and enjoyable, you know. It's, yeah. By the nature of it, it's, it's a job that's all about, like, consistent repetition. So, you know, finding all the, the bits in there that, that give you enjoyment throughout the day is, is part, of the, part of the thing. And if you can have front of house team and everyone who gets along and has a good time and, you know, a bit of banter, it's serious when it's serious and, and it's fun when it's fun. So. Yeah. I think that kind of energy across the board and that kind of like almost like entitlement and engagement really comes through and what the people actually put on the plate or put in the glass and give them the service that they give. Yeah. I think it's really important. I agree. I think it comes right from I have this great vision and I spoke to um, the chef at Citrico I don't his name. Um, but we talked about that whole cycle of planting the seed and the sun making the seed grow and then I was thinking about your couple down on the peninsula it's very and you, deep. yeah it was very deep <laughs> but, I like, but I think you know um, and then you know whatever because what we're eating is you know it sort of depends on how that vegetable has been treated or the animal or whatever as, as much as the chef or the whoever's put it on our plate totally. and I, I do think that you know eating can be such an um, such a transporting experience and it can and it can make us remember things or it can create new memories and you know it's the old cliche of bringing people together and so on but yeah. I think um, so I do think as, as um, deep and as um, 
cheesy as it is, I think there is a whole cycle that goes on. If, if we could tap into it and really enjoy that, I think that we would get even more joy out of food and eating, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you enjoy things more when you're happy, don't you? Yes. <laughs> yes. But well, I mean, if you were make sitting, you happy. I'll well, yeah, I mean, if you if you were if you were in a bad mood sitting down eating dinner, you know, it would have to be pretty damn good to turn that around. But what but if, if the chef in, was in a bad mood and you made it? Exactly. Would that get translated through the food? I don't know. <laughs> I think I need a you know a bottle of wine and then I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe yeah. too far. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's still shining. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, I think I've probably taken up enough of your time because um, you've got service to get on with. But thank you very much. No worries. Lovely to see you again. And now I'm going to take your photo. <laughs> you've been listening to Conversation with the Chef. I'm Joe Ritty, and I'm so glad that you joined me to hear more of the stories of our fabulous chefs. I'll be back again very soon with another chat. And in the meantime, if you want to check out the website where I have the full transcripts of all the conversations I've had with the chefs, it's www.conversationwithachef.com. Follow me on Instagram if you'd like to. And if you'd like to leave any little message or suggestions of people I can speak to, I'd love to hear from you.